Welcome to this Pure Voice activity. To access the entire activity, including supporting material, go to www.purevoice.com forward slash TKB. This activity is supported by an educational grant from GSK. Welcome to this Pure Voice patient exchange on cholestatic pruritus. This activity comprises three presentations featuring Professor Andreas Kramer and Chief Executive Officer of the PBC Foundation, Robert Mitchell Tain. At any time during this presentation, you may download supporting materials and share this activity with colleagues. Hello, I'm Andreas Kramer, and I'm head of the Department of Hepatology at the University Hospital Zurich in Switzerland. I have a special interest in autoimmune and cholestatic liver diseases, and it's a real pleasure to discuss today with you symptom burden, in particular in patients with primary biliary cholangitis. And we will talk about pruritus in chronic liver disease, as this symptom creates a significant burden to our patients and can dramatically reduce their quality of life. Our goal today is to increase awareness about symptom burden, in particular pruritus in these patients, and we would like to illustrate you tools to assess this symptom in your patients. And um, if we can achieve this awareness and the interest to discuss that with your patients, and we'll give you advice how to treat that symptom, um, it will be a win-win situation for you and your patients. I will be joined by Robert Mitchell-Tain. He's head of the PBC Foundation and Liver Patients International. But first, let's have a look at the clinical um, problem. This is a disease with a female predominance affecting uh, female patients in their middle ages. It's a cholestatic disease characterized by specific anti-mitochondrial antibodies and increased levels of alkaline phosphatase and or other markers of cholestasis such as bilirubin or gamma-GT. These women are treated with ursodeoxycholic acid as a baseline therapy and there are emerging novel treatments for those patients with an inadequate response to UDCA, obeticolic acid is licensed to treat uh, patients with PBC with an inadequate response. There are off-label drugs such as fibrates, and there are a number of other drugs which are currently developed. So patients with primary biliary cholangitis are typically affected by the symptom trials of fatigue, pruritus, and the sicker syndrome. And today we will focus on pruritus. And there is data from the UK PBC cohort of a large group of patients, more than 2,000 patients, where it could be indicated that pruritus is a very frequent symptom affecting more than 70% at any time of their disease course. And more importantly, there is a significant percentage of patients, roughly every third patient reporting on persistent pruritus 
which was indicated by a very frequent or continuous presence of pruritus, which can dramatically reduce the quality of life of those patients. And patients have characterized this symptom as torture, thousands of thousands of ants and spiders crawling under their hands, their ears, or anywhere below the skin. And so it's not surprising if you suffer 24 hours, seven days per week, 365 days the year of such a symptom that quality of life and symptom burden can be very dramatic in these patients. Now, let's briefly explain to you what we know about the potential mechanisms behind that symptom. We think that this symptom occurs in the skin despite the fact that there are no skin alterations visible at first sight. There have been various potential mediators described in the past, including lysophospholipids, such as lysophosphatidic acid, but also steroid metabolites, bile salt subspecies, as well as endogenous opioids, and more recently even interleukin-31. And so while clinicians may perceive that patients are well controlled based on a good laboratory response to therapy, the symptoms can be present in early disease stages, um, independent of the extent of cholestasis, and can be a very significant burden to our patients. So, to summarize, this pruritus is very common and a very debilitating symptom in primary biliary cholangitis patients, and it can dramatically reduce the, qu the quality of life. And in the next part of this program, we will look how and when we can improve this evaluation of pruritus in liver disease. And it's a real pleasure to discuss that with Robert Mitchell um, during the following minutes together with you. Hello, Robert. Good to see you again. Thank you, Dr. Kimmer. I have just received the, the lab results um, from the UDCA treatment, and, and you look good, and the results look good, so I'm very happy. So, well, that's fantastic. Glad to, glad to hear that. Thank you. Yeah, I'm, you really have a good treatment response, and I think this is, this is really a great result we have achieved now with this therapy, but is everything okay? You... Yeah, I mean, I'll be honest, I, I, think, I don't think the Ursos helped in terms of, you know, I, I'd still... I'm tired. I'm tired. Okay. I'm sorry to hear so. Is that new or is that already existing for a longer time? To be honest, I, 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 I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I, don't, I just feel as if I've always been tired. I don't know if it's a recent thing. I just... I just because from, from the UDCA therapy, you have a real good response. I mean, we are very happy and, um, I mean... That is a very good sign. So maybe it's the thyroid hormone which is not adequately working, and we should take lab uh, to check for that and um, okay. then rediscuss. Okay, thank you. I'm happy to do that. Okay, so 
I'm very happy with, with the treatment of the underlying disease and we will check and then meet again. Okay, perfect. Thank you. I appreciate that. I know how busy you are, so I, I, I appreciate your time. Thank you. Wonderful. Have a good day and uh, till soon, Robert. All, right. All the best. Thank you. Hello, Robert. Welcome back uh, in our outpatient clinic. Good to see you. You look good. Thank and you. the lab results uh, do look very well under UDCA therapy. So I'm very happy. I'd like to hear that. Thank you. So are you feeling fine? Is everything okay? You... To be honest, I, I, I genuinely thought when you started me on this medicine, I'd feel better. I, I, I'll be honest with you. I'm, I'm not... I'm exhausted. I'm, I'm tired. So, so I'm, I'm very sorry to hear that you're tired. Is, is that new or is that already occurring before we started UDCA therapy? And it's, you know, it, in all honesty, it's been going on so long, I, I don't know anymore. I just know right now, today, I'm exhausted. So... I'm I'm really sorry that that you're suffering from this fatigue, and I think we should uh, discuss that in a bit more extensive uh, way. So, okay. do you have any other symptoms? What about itching? Oh, I, absolutely, gorgeous. So, so, is the itching also already there before we started UDA therapy? You know, again, it, it's just been so long. It's it just, it's part of life, doctor. It's just, you know, and it, it, through the day, I'm usually okay, but it, just at night, it just, it comes and it's everywhere and it's, it's everywhere. Yeah. I fully believe you. It can be a horrible, it can be really horrible if you cannot fall asleep, if you get awake during nighttime. This agonizing itch can be, a real, a real difficult um, issue for patients. And this may cause, you know, fatigue, exhaustion. Yeah. And that, that could be one reason why you are so fatigued. Is, is, so, this because, is this because my arsenal? Is this a side effect? No, no. We, we know that urso is um, not improving but also normally not worsening pruritus in most patients yeah um so from the baseline therapy you have a good treatment response and we are very happy because the underlying disease responds well to this therapy but we know that symptoms are often not improving under this baseline therapy and that we have to add something to improve your symptom burden I'm so glad you said that just makes everything make sense. And you have to well be aware that itching is not a skin disease. It's okay. belonging to the liver, to this chronic liver disease. And also we don't fully understand which molecules cause that itching. We are well aware that the liver somehow causes the symptom. But the good news is that there are several treatment options for you and I can offer you several drugs to improve the situation, hopefully with the aim that you can sleep well again. And once the night's sleep is improved, your fatigue will also be improved. Okay. And luckily, we are in a situation where I could offer you several options, even if one 
drug does not work, we have other opportunities um, which will help you. That's amazing. Thank you so much. And to hear you say it's not a skin thing because it's not there. It's it's it's, it's under. It's, it's inside. It's, it's it's not on the skin. It's just right underneath. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's good to know. Thank you. So we have to do something about that. So please tell me if you have to rate that on the numbers, zero being no itch and 10 no. the most worst imaginable itch. Okay. Where is it? If you think about the last week, in average and the worst itch. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, it feels, I mean, it's there every day. Um, and it's just, it's always there. And at its worst, it's, it's probably a nine or a 10. I mean, you know, when it, when it comes in, especially nighttime, I, I just, it, it's, it's, it's everywhere. And, I, and I can't itch. It's not on my skin. And, and so when I scratch it, it's not helping and it just gets worse and worse and my skin hurts. Um, I, I just can't, I just can't, I can't reach it. Yeah. You know, this symptom is very common in patients with primary biliary conchitis. Okay. Two out of three patients are affected. And so the good news about this is that we can treat that itch. Yeah. And I will tell you that we have quite good success in treating this symptom of our patients. And once we treat this symptom efficiently, your urge to scratch will improve. Um, you will sleep better. You will be less fatigued. Okay. And I, I promise you that we will attenuate itching. I cannot promise to you that it will be totally gone, but the aim is to improve that, that you can live a regular life again. It's, and this is something... Um, we can achieve. Please, if you could, uh, just just anything, just just take the edge off, just so I can sleep. And now that you mentioned that, I can see your skin and the scratch lesions. So this is due to intense scratching you have, and I'm very sorry that that you suffer from that. We will add some topical treatments, which will accelerate the healing of your skin, okay. and. Um, it has nothing to do with dry skin or anything else. And I was just wondering, have you been to any other physician? Did any, you know, other colleague prescribe antihistamines or any other drugs to you yet? So I, I, I got cream from my GP, but it hasn't made any difference. But if, if you can take this, if you can heal this, because to be honest, it's just embarrassing. You know, yeah. to aid. I, I, you know, I always try wear long sleeves, um, and you know, I, I, I just can't go out. It's embarrassing. People are, you know, they look at you. Yeah, I fully agree. I fully agree that this is very embarrassing. It's sometimes very difficult to explain and to understand for even very close family members, and much more difficult for friends or relatives or you know people we don't know. Um, adequately and um, but I, I promise you we have treatment options we can try different drugs 
Please. And we will find attenuation for this very agonizing and burdensome symptom. Thank you so much. That means so much to me. So, Andreas, thank you very much for for doing that. I really enjoyed um, looking at that and exploring the different options and possibilities that happen within our clinical appointment. So, Andreas, thank you very much for for doing that. I really enjoyed um, looking at that and exploring the different options and possibilities that happen within our clinical appointment. And I think just as there's no one typical PVC experience, there's no one typical appointment experience or, or, you know, definite happens every time kind of thing that happens within appointments. However, I think there are common features. What do you think? Yeah, Robert, thank you for bringing up this issue. You know, I mean, you have this patient perspective and, um, I have this physician perspective and I'm well aware that we are always in a hurry. We have a very limited time for our patients and try to squeeze in as much as possible. And um, in particular, um, this limited time results in a very concise and focused discussion and does not leave too much space to discuss symptom burden or things beyond the underlying disease. And I think in regard from the physician's perspective, it's important um, to say that aside this limited time, many physicians feel uncomfortable to discuss symptom burden as they are less experienced to treat this symptom burden, how to address this symptom. Um, but the one thing I would raise at this point is, you know, and there have been many, many nomenclature discussions around PVC. But for me, I think PVC stands for the person beyond the charts. It's about everyday life. I, I fully agree, and I very um, appreciate this um, abbreviation for PVC. Um, I personally always teach my fellows that um, it's more important to address quality of life than a lab parameter. Can you remember the last patient that came into you and went, Doctor, my Alkfoss is killing me today? No. It's about the symptoms. It's about the fatigue. It's about the itch. It's about what it means to live each and every single day. I fully agree. Patients do not care so much about the absolute value of the alkaline phosphatase or bilirubin levels. It's about symptom burden. But we have started our discussion by saying that we want to create awareness of this problem. And I think this is the most important part. It's very easy to ask for symptom burden. The main three symptoms, pruritus, fatigue, and sicca, can easily be asked. We have an easy way of quantifying that by using a numeric rating scale ranging from 0 to 10. And maybe the additional question whether sleep is disturbed. And in that regard, I think the future looks bright because there are many novel drugs on the horizon um, which will not only address the underlying disease but also improve symptom burden And I think in that regard, 
we should emphasize and motivate our colleagues to ask, ideally, at every visit, briefly, is any of these symptoms currently a problem? And should we improve this symptom? Yeah, no, it's, it's a great point. And so I think for me, the real question is, well, actually, how are you really? Talk to me about how you feel day to day. And I think taking the time to ask that question again in a different way, in a way that's engaging and inviting, I think will help you really get to the, the crux of what each patient's living with day to day. I, I totally agree. And I always end up my outpatient clinics with asking the question, do you have any further issues you would like to discuss with me? Yeah. Um, this will take a couple of more minutes, but this is so much appreciated by our patients. Yeah. And then we can directly discuss potential treatment options. And if you feel uncomfortable and you have a patient with symptom burden, send your patient to a more experienced center. Yeah, Andreas, that's a great point. And when you look at the easel recommendations um, from their guidelines from 2017, there are two really key recommendations for me that are in there. One is if that you have somebody for whom the first treatments or the, the first-line therapies are not making a difference to refer on to specialist centers, but also the recommendation in terms of breaking isolation and providing peer support and dovetailing those services. It also says that um, doctors should consider signposting patients to, to patient support orgs. And I think both of those aspects are really, really important. I'm glad you've raised them, so thank you. I fully agree, Robert, and I think um, it is the real aim to empower also all my colleagues um, to address the symptom in the future. Um, the patients will be very grateful. No, 100%. So one thing I would add, and if, if you're watching this and you're, you're listening to Andreas and I and you're, you're taking some of this in, my question to you is who is the one patient? Think about you know, your last weeks, months, but is there one patient that having watched these videos, you're thinking, maybe, maybe I could ask that question? Because I'm sure that with so many clinicians watching this and taking this in, that there will be patients out there that maybe you've missed the, the, the clues and maybe it is worth a follow-up and maybe it is worth that second round of questions because you have the answers, you have the possibility to be the difference. And obviously we'd love that for, for you and for your patients. Andreas, I, I just want to say thank you so much. It's been a pleasure talking with you today. And I think the, the, the insights that you've brought, the experience that you've brought and the suggestions you've brought have been absolutely key. So, so thank you so much for that. So thank you, Robert, for this wonderful discussion and your insights. Um, I think we have touched very important clinical aspects and we hope that our colleagues who have listened will address the symptom for all future visits of their PBC patients and maybe also of other chronic liver diseases. This has been an activity published by Peer Voice.